Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, without my bestie, Nikki, who has uh, child care duties tonight, as usual, and work and life and everything else that single moms do. But I got my buddy Spencer Pancheck on. What's going on, bro? Ah, not too much. Just uh, getting back in the swing of things. Dude, I was just talking about you on the show the other night. We were talking about... Uh, some stuff I'm training for and whatever. And I mentioned that pretty much every coach I've ever had has made it to the CrossFit games and you're my last one. I got across the finish line. So you're welcome. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. I never thought of it. Like it's it's pretty true, dude. Like, you know, uh, at distinction, I had Travis page who went, you know, a few years after, but then, um, we had Lindsey Kelly, who was there right after that, who yeah. was on a team. Kevin Schultz was there too, right? Yeah, Kevin was there. And so I had Lindsey and Kevin. And then uh, I went out and obviously trained with Scott. And then Saxon went. And then Fee went. And now you've gone. I was like, people should be begging me to come yeah. to their gym. Just <laughs> begging me if they want to qualify. Yeah, be the top member. I feel like the Forrest Gump of CrossFit, like everywhere I go, I run into games athletes. It's just, it's been a really lucky swing for me. <laughs> it's like going to the airport and looking for nanos. <laughs> it's, I was, I was sad this year though. I didn't even run into you at the games, man. You must've been, I know you were crazy busy competing, but I almost always run into people. I just, I, I know never... it was like, it was so different this year. Um, the day that we were supposed to be off was the day that I was going to go over and spent some time in like the vendor village with some people and some brands that I work with. And it was so hard to even be able to, to get in and out. Um, I felt like this year was definitely like for being on like Saxon and Scott's side. Like, I feel like this year was just like, everything was just so fast paced and it was just like from one thing to the other. Like I remember coming from the Capitol and it was like, all right, go warm up for the next event. I'm like, what the heck? I, I haven't even processed what just happened. Right. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I I figured I'd at least run into you at the after party, and I ran into your brother, who by by the way drinks like a basic white girl. Like, it just you need to know this about him. Like white claws and margaritas. Oh, dude, he had a margarita in his hand. I'm like, what are you drinking, bro? Like, seriously, you got the sugariest, like sweetest thing possible. Like, go get a beer. And you keep in mind, I had been hanging out with the Australians that only drink the hard stuff. Yeah, and then I run into the Canadians. And they get all the beer, and you know those guys know how to drink. I run into Saxon. He's got this fruity little margarita. I'm like, what are you doing? What was, are you? Was, doing? was his shirt still on? <laughs> yeah, it was still on at that point. He uh, he was pretty happy though. He was having a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. I I don't know how any of you guys can drink at an after party. I mean, you all have like half a ounce of body fat as it is, and then you're dehydrated from five days of competing. Like, did, yeah. did you get any alcohol while you were out there, or did you just abstain totally? I, I didn't have any. You're smart. I, you're just, you're usually, I, I mean, I feel like I would, but I was like, I was still like processing like the whole weekend and like, just kind of like how I felt. And it was just like, man, like, I, like the last thing I want to do is just go and do that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we have so much to catch up on, dude, because I, I haven't heard any of your story, you know, since you got there, even, or even what you did leading up to it. So have you, have you changed training camps completely? Where are you training now? Yeah, I've bounced around. I'm still, uh, I'm just still like kind of taking a step back and like processing just everything at the CrossFit Games. And um, really for me, the direction that I need to go as an athlete. And um, it's just, it's so different. Every, uh, I think every coach and every training camp is so different. And I don't think, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong option for each person. I think everybody has their own needs and it's just finding what's best for you as an athlete. So for me, I'm just kind of taking a step back and I'm still just processing the games and the steps that I need to, uh, to take to kind of go forward. So are you, you're, but you're planning to pick a training camp at some point. Is that kind of your goal? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You want me to just pick one for you? There's so many good ones. I'll just pick. (laughs) And that's, well, that's the funny thing is like, there's such a fine line with, training with people. Cause it's for me, I'm, I'm so all over the place. Cause it's like, I, I grew up training with Saxon and Scott where it's like super competitive and it's just like, ah, there's a winner and there's a loser. Right. Um, so it's, it, it's so hard to, to go into, um, just certain atmospheres and, and not have that attitude. Um, but that's just, I mean, that's just being an athlete. 
And I think in order to improve, you need to be able to set that ego aside and know like, yes, I may win some, I may lose some, but it's like the ones I win, it's like, okay, like I'm good at that. Or the ones I lose, okay, what did I learn? And it's, it's being able to take a step back and do that rather than, oh man, I got my butt kicked. Like I need to just, I need to hit it harder next time. But like there, there, there may be something like deeper there. And um, that's why I think it's so important to be surrounded by great coaches. Well, you, you know, you come from, you know, arguably one of the nicest families on the planet. And, uh, and you know, I would define the Panchak family as like very kind and respectful. But I'm curious when you're training with your brothers, has it become tra- like trash talk Thursday when you guys are together? Or is it, is it like a training session where you're all trying to learn from each other? Um, it's <laughs> there, there's a fine line with it because um, it depends on the time of year, I guess. Cause like, just, just like when we right. all trained together and did like the open workouts, it was like, who's going first, who's going second, like who's going to be the Guinea pig. And it, like, it would be funny because I compare all of our levels of fitness. The, the, I don't want to say they're pretty similar. I mean, each one of us have their strength. Like we, we have our, uh, our own strengths and weaknesses, but, um, when it comes to CrossFit, we're all very similar athletes. We're all, good at pretty pretty much the same movements um so so it was funny like when we would do open workouts you would see like the first person would go and then the next person would be like okay if i can move faster in this spot i'll beat him and then they would do better and then the third one would do something better and it's just like it's just setting the bar higher and higher um but but even now that like especially with like saxon and i he's in tennessee right now like we'll compare workouts and it's just like, I'm like, there's no way anyone's going to do it faster. And then he does it or, or vice versa. Um, a really good example is semifinals. And we did, it was the Mac mile. So it was, um, I think, I can't remember how far, I think it was like a, it was a 400 meter run. I think it was, I, it was, it was, so it was a run. It was wall balls. It was chest to bars, sled push. And then it was like sandbag the shoulder. And I was like, Sax, like, n- surely no one's going to hold on to that sandbag. No, no one, like, you got to be crazy to hold on to that. So, like, I'm running. As, as I'm running, like, Saxon was beating me in the workout, and I look up at the screen, and what do I see him do? I see him I see him tapping the sandbag and going. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's so messed up that you wouldn't <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> but he's just like, you wouldn't have believed me anyways. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's that. So, do you do you find it different now that you're training with different people from time to time? Like, is it is it harder for you to not have that brotherly connection, or are you getting more out of it? Um, I definitely get more out of it. I think uh, it's just it's so different, and it's uh, it's just it's fun because we're competitors, but it's like it's almost like we're brothers first, and like that. Obviously, like that. It's always been that way, but. Uh, like when we're into the, when we're in a gym every day competing, it's, it's kind of like we take that time for granted. And, um, I think now, now that like we're each in like our own separate directions, it's allowing us both to focus on ourselves as athletes. And then like, when we do get together, it's like, Hey, like we're brothers and, and we're focused on that. So I think it's cool. And in order for us both to kind of take a step forward and progress in the sport, we had to go our separate ways because just that just being a brother, we, we, we want to put each other ahead of ourselves and in the sport of CrossFit, it's, it's an individual sport and, um, that's never going to change. So it's like, how can we grow in order for both of us to be the best athletes that we can? Um, and that was kind of the steps that we took in order to do that. No, I think that's great, dude. I, you know, I, I, I feel incredibly fortunate to have had the chance to see Scott progress, you know, his entire career and then now the opportunity to watch you and and sax compete and you know it's to the for those of us that know you guys real closely it's interesting like i view you guys as completely and utterly different athletes do you get frustrated sometimes with the comparisons that you constantly get between your brothers yes and no because i i agree with you is we're all different athletes um but we're similar like like i keep saying it's just like it's 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 like I feel like the sport of CrossFit has changed so much. Um, it's like you have these independent workouts and then you have like your pure CrossFit workouts. And it's like the pure CrossFit ones, it's like we're always right there with each other. And then it's like you have like obviously like your strengths, your 
high outputs and uh, just your uh, like grunt work. You have all these like you have all these different aspects of um, of fitness, and it's just it's it's where do we stack up with each other and and certain ones. And it's funny because we all come back to like CrossFit, and it's like it's just like a bloodbath when when, right. when we uh, when we cross that bridge. <laughs> I think you you have always done a really nice job of like understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are. It's one thing I've appreciated about you as a coach and an athlete is that you always seem to have a really good sense of self, like what you're what you can do, what you struggle with. Like as you have digested those things over the years and now even at going through a full games experience, you know, what are you taking away as you're trying to make a decision where you want to go train next? Like, are you thinking of, I want to attack these weaknesses and I got to find somebody that can help me with that. Or like, where kind of, where's your mindset? Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's funny. Cause I feel like the CrossFit season, it's, it's evolved a lot. Um, but I, I, I think the games are a complete different animal compared to the rest of the season. And it's almost like once you get past like a, uh, like a threshold. So I like, for me, like, I felt like I was always stuck at the threshold of like semifinals. And this year I finally broke through that threshold and it was like, okay, like now I'm at the CrossFit games and that's definitely like, I'm, I'm a better games athlete than I am a semifinal athlete. Um, and that's just, there's, you're able to test a lot more, obviously it's, it's five to six events compared to, uh, 13 to 15 events and it allows you to have, I mean, every like this year, nobody was safe. And I, I, I keep saying it to everyone. I'm like, this is the year that nobody was safe. Like right. everybody tanked an event, whether they wanted to or not. And it, it wasn't necessarily fitness. Uh, I don't want to say it wasn't fitness, but mental error. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't like, like single wonders, every athlete there can do single wonders, but you look in the back of the warm up area, like people are practicing singles, doubles, crossovers. And then it's like, it's almost like neurologically, it's like I'm working on those crossovers because you're thinking about the final round. And then you're not used to doing that. And then you go back to your single owners and it's like, man, like, like what the heck's going on? Um, so it's like, it's just, a, a lot of the stuff's just like mental stuff like that. And that was like my biggest takeaway from the CrossFit Games was execution. And how well are you at executing? And that carries over to semifinals the most because you have six events and everything relies on execution. The, the past two years where I just missed the CrossFit Games, it was execution errors. And the CrossFit Games showed me how important it is to, to, to really focus on executing and having a game plan and uh, having a backup plan. And at the end of the day, you can rely on your coach all you want, but as soon as you step on the floor, there's going to be things that are changing. Um, there was an event at the, at the games this year. I walked out, I was planning on splitting my muscle ups up and the rings are just blowing back and forth. And I'm like, all right, well, like I, I, I have to hold on. And if my coach told me to do sets of two sets on each round, you got to make that like you, you have to be able to know yourself as an athlete and be like, I have no choice, but to hold on the, the amount of effort and energy that I'm going to put into trying to grab one ring and then grab the other ring. It's, it's, it's going to take too much time. So there's, there's a line of knowing yourself as an athlete and you need to put yourself in, in, in these positions and be able to coach yourself to an extent. You know, you had, um, you had the, the privilege of your first year probably going up against the most stacked men's field ever. I, you know, and that's no offense to any previous year. I know we've had great champions and, and, you know, a lot of great people have competed, but I thought this year was the, you know, anyone could have won that thing. Anyone, Absolutely. You know, what was your biggest surprise? Like as you were out there with all these athletes that, you know, I know, you know, a lot of them, but a lot of them you'd never seen on the competition floor before. Like what, what were the biggest surprise of that week from those athletes as you're watching them? Anybody's beatable and nobody's safe. And there's so, there's so many moving parts that go into the CrossFit games and there's people that do well at the games that aren't necessarily super fit, but they're athletes and they're really good at adapting. And 
like that, like that, like that kind of experience can carry you so far. Uh, I, I look at Scott and he's, he's, he's going to be in a 30, he's going to be in a master's division next year, but he like, <laughs> but, but I look at him and it's, it's, he's so developed and he's so mature and um, like he, he just, he, he knows how to attack these workouts where it's, I don't want to say necessarily safe, um, but he's just, he, his experience is so much higher compared to a lot of younger athletes. And these young athletes, me included, uh, like my first year at the CrossFit games, it's, it's, it's opening because you get so fixated on just one event, but there's, there's 14, there's 14 to 15 events over the course of the weekend. And like, you, like you need to, you need to let the past be the past and, and focus on the next event. And I think, I think there's definitely an experience part to that. And there's no other event out there that you're going to be able to, experience that other than the CrossFit games. I was um pleasantly surprised by Roman Krenikoff. I I mean I, you know I everyone's talked forever about oh he makes the games he's gonna do great and I'm I'm always kind of an eye roll kind of guy when I hear that. I'm like yeah well if it was gonna be that great he'd be there you know and I yeah. realized he had visa problems. But dude was consistent as hell. I was like really surprised at yeah. how well he held up. And to your point, I was surprised at a lot of the veterans that had some execution errors. Like it was a really interesting games that way this year. Very yeah. Different. And I think the, the tests, I think this year were, it, it was cool because in my eyes, I think it's going to add a lot of longevity in the sport because everybody got good at CrossFit and it was starting to turn into like machines and who had high output on the machines. And you were spending a majority of time on, on one thing more than the other, well, now you look at, like, I look at the, uh, it was uh, the event we did on Thursday where it was a double scored event of one score was the shuttle run and then the other one was push jerks. But you couldn't just pick one. If you picked one, then your, your other one was going to pay, but you weren't going to get enough time on it. Right. Like, I thought something like that was really cool because it's a new implement. Um, and, how do you approach a workout? We we've, we've never seen anything like that in, in really any event. And I, I look at that and like, that's one new thing that they brought to the CrossFit games. And then they had these new movements that they brought to the CrossFit games. And a lot of these movements are original, uh, original movements that, that are from the CrossFit journal from 10 years ago. And it's, it's, it's neglected by a lot of these younger athletes and, and even some of these, these older athletes, um, I remember when I got into CrossFit, it was like, all right, butterfly, pull up, butterfly, pull up. Like that's like, that's what these games athletes are doing. And that's, that's what we have to, that's what we have to do in order to be successful in the sport. Well, I go to the level one seminar and I, Matt Chan was my, uh, instructor and he's like, all right, let's see a kipping pull up. And like, I had a heck of a time with a kipping pull up of being able to keep my hips open, but that's like, that's a fundamental movement. And you take a step back and it's like, okay, like I'm going to be able to build obviously a lot more strength in, in a kipping pull-up than a butterfly pull-up. Um, and you look at the CrossFit games this year, it's like, okay, pegboards without your legs. Like, do you have that pulling strength? And I, I just think it's, it, it's really cool to see everything go back and uh, show these athletes the importance of, of not leaving skills behind. Like I, I missed a single under this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Tia Claire was missing single unders for God's sakes. Like that, yeah. that was amazing to me. I laughed uh, to your point of, uh, you know, them going back to the CrossFit journal. I had, I did a post a few days before the games and I did took that fitness in a hundred words and I revamped it and made fun of it. And when I got to the line of, you know, it's, it's listing all the movements you should do. And one of them was parallettes and I put parallettes, just kidding. Because I've never seen a parallel done in a gym in a decade. And then they showed up in the games. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's amazing that they actually put this into a workout. You know, it really just, I thought it, it spoke to the deep history and understanding of CrossFit that Boz brought. Not that Dave didn't, but I just think he just has a deep understanding of what CrossFit really is. And it made the, the, the events themselves really interesting and I think challenging for you guys. Cause I mean, like if I had gone to you the week before the games and said, Hey, you're going to do single unders in the games. You would have literally laughed in my face. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's what I think so cool about it is 
like I'd say there were a few events this year and it wasn't that the athletes, it, it wasn't that the athletes weren't fit. It was, it was skills that, and it, it, it like they could do all these skills. Like if, if I told the athletes like, Hey, you have a week, um, you're going to see these at the CrossFit game, single wonders, uh, the parallettes, and then, um, the, uh, L L rope climbs, like all those, every athlete would have been very successful with the games and all those workouts. And, uh, it, it just shows you, you need to, you, you can't leave those skills behind, but it's it, it, like, it's not even that like you can't do them, but it's just, it, it, it's being able to warm up and uh, just stay on them. And then uh, for a lot of athletes, it's just throwing them into your warmups. Like it's not stuff that you necessarily need to do all the time. Like uh, in my eyes, a games athlete, like a, a single wonder, it's not going to be super gassing in a workout or challenging, but like that's something that they can throw in and, uh, just make sure that they stay up with that skill and not jump the double wonders and triple wonders. It, it, it's cool because it's when somebody walks into an affiliate, they're like, man, the games athletes are doing that. Like I need to be able to do that. And I, I think for a long time you were getting people walking in affiliates. It's like, I need to be able to do double wonders. I need to be able to do a uh, uh, butterfly pull up. And then it's almost like they hit a plateau there and they, they can't get a bar muscle up. Well, why can't I get a bar muscle up? Well, I started on butterfly pull-ups and the first step to a bar muscle up is a kipping pull-up and it's just being able to pull my, uh, it's a kipping pull-up with my hips to the bar and everybody gets so caught up in the, in the rhythm of the butterfly pull-up and it's like, Hey, I, I left a skill behind. Right. And even more important than that, the strict pull up, which is which is before that. <laughs> right. Yep. No, I agree. What was I, your, what's that? Well, looking back on all of these events and, and how unique they were, did you have one that you think back? I mean, that was absolutely my favorite, something I wish I could go do again or or just, you know, mostly memorable. I think the capital was and that workout was one of the hardest workouts that I've ever done. But it was so cool because it took out the specialist. Right. And you like you had to be able to flip a pig. You had to be able to run. You had to be able to do farmer's carries and carry a sandbag. And it was just like if you were just good at one and not the others, there wasn't a chance of of making up time anywhere. It was like your 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 best athletes did well on that. But they had to know they had to know exactly what they were capable of because those athletes could blow up still. <laughs> right. Well, what was the worst part of that capital? Was it the, the end? I forget what the bag's called. The big, triangle I, think, bag. I think the Hasselhoff one that yeah. I call it the Hasselhoff bag. Who's a fail, but we call it the house. We'll, we'll stick with the Hasselhoff. I think that's cooler. Um, but care, like I turned the corner and like, I saw so many athletes and I knew it was the front of the pack. I'm like, man, like they're right there. Like if I can just pick the sandbag, I'm going to pass so many people and you get to the sandbag and you carry it a couple feet and then you drop it and you're like, Oh right. no, like what's going on. Um, but, but I think that was so cool because it didn't matter how far away somebody was like you came in and you got everybody in your cross arrows and you could like there is like there was nothing you could do, but it was like man, like it it, it it's right there. <laughs> yeah, it was as a fan that was a really interesting to watch. Did you see some of these athletes that you know you've come to know and love as historically like you know really good at strongman implements? Like I think of Vellner's a good example, of someone that's kind of well known for being really strong and being able to move heavy weight. And I'm watching him drop the bag at the bottom of the stairs because it's just too much for him at that point, you know. And you're yes. just like how could this be like it just doesn't even seem possible you know and so it was a really interesting test i thought how that one was put together and visually it was gorgeous like to be able to watch that and see it it was probably the highlight of any games let alone sure. you know this one I, th- I turned the corner and i saw sacks and i'm like oh i'm coming for you i'm gonna, I'm gonna come up and i'm gonna i'm gonna just walk right in front of you and, and drop my back man even at the games you guys are wanting to smack talk i love it <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't stand a chance in catching them. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that's uh, 
I, I look at this. I mean, I don't know. I've never carried one, but I, I have a decent understanding of heavy weight. And I do it a little bit like rowing. Like you get ahead of someone. It's kind of hard to pass someone on a rower toward the end. It's kind of the same yeah. thing with that. Like you got to be a real hoss to be able to pass somebody with that kind of heavy weight. For yeah. sure. I think the, the steps, the steps were so deceiving. Like every step just felt like eternity. Yeah. Well, I'm, trust me, it's not, I, I look at a lot of these workouts as an amateur athlete and think, Oh, I'd like to go try that. That's not one that I want to attempt. Like I, <laughs> I bought a sandbag here for the house and I've been uh, training with it and you know, it's like a hundred pounds. So it's nothing compared to what you guys were carrying. And I'm like, yeah, that's enough. That's plenty. <laughs> so, no, thank you. What about uh, any do-overs? Any any of the workouts you wish you could just ah? Uh, there's definitely a few I wish I could do over this this single unders for sure. Um, I just feel like uh, like an event like that I, I left a skill behind, and I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but at the same time, it's like for for me, I look I'm good at pegboards, I'm good at handstand walks, and I'm like that's free points, like and and I'm like. I look at the capital and how demanding that was on your body. And then I look at a workout like that and like, it's not super demanding. Like it's not high volume. Like you're not going to be sore from it and to take last in it, but like to take last in the capital, it's like, man, like that just absolutely destroyed my body. Um, so like, I look at that, I'm like, man, like everything in there, I'm pretty darn good at. And it's just like, I feel like I left a lot on the table, but again, like that's the name of the game. What what were your main goals? I, I realize, and don't uh, mistake the question. I, I know all you guys, when you go to the games, the goal is to win. I get yeah. that. But it's also your first year at the games, right? And I think there's a lot of learning lessons that, that everyone knows are going to come from that. Like, yeah. did you come into the games thinking, you know, not only do I want to win, but setting that aside, here are two or three things I want to make sure I come away with before this yeah. week is over. One of my top goals was rookie of the year. Um I always felt like I was an athlete that I trained with Saxon and Scott and I always knew I was capable of it. Um, but it was a lot of execution errors. And for me, that was, that was a goal that I had going in. And I, and I feel like my placing would have showed that. Um, but I definitely think I built up a lot of experience. I thought I had the experience until I stepped on the floor of the CrossFit games. And it's just, uh, it's just a different level of experience. And I always said I would never say that because I felt like I was always, I felt like I always belonged at the CrossFit games, but I was wrong. There's like, <laughs> like there is, there is a level of experience that you gain from, from competing at the CrossFit games. And I was, I always thought I'm like, man, I was always aside like Saxon and Scott's and like, I, I feel like I built up the experience. I saw the highs and the lows, but until you step out on the floor, you don't, you don't realize it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, uh, I get what you're saying. I, I've always felt, and I think, you know, those of us that know you felt like you've deserved to be out there the last few years. And, you know, to your, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, just one or two execution errors, maybe at semis or, you know, uh, sanctionals, wherever it happened to be kept you out. But, you know, there's, there's no experience better than experience for yeah. sure. So, and, and that was, that was another takeaway was, um, like you have to be fit, but what's even more important than just being fit is being able to channel your fitness and your fitness is your fitness going into the CrossFit games. And you need to know exactly like, well, you need to know exactly what you're capable of. For me, I had no business in the back practice in the crossovers. It's, it's, if you if you got to the crossovers, you were guaranteed a top five. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I look at that. And I'm like, man, like, again, like that was like, like, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't practicing the crossovers in the yeah, back. Sure. Uh, like, that, again, that's that's a, a, a level of experience. And um, did, it, did the the gamemanship that comes in, like, you know, that you think of that, like, that's a great example of one where you have to start doing the math before you even go out on the, out on the you know field of play. Did yeah. that catch you by surprise how often you had to do that to start really figuring out, well, if I get here, I'm, I'll pick up 20 points or 30 points? Yeah, I definitely felt like as the weekend progressed on, it was like, okay, like, I need to know exactly where my fitness is at. I need to know exactly where it is with everybody on the floor. Um and I need to know when to go and when to throttle back 
because of my fitness or let's just say I have a lingering injury or um, something's flared up or whatever. It, it, it could be anything, but it's you, you, you need to know exactly what you're capable of that day and you need to dictate your pace based off of that in order to get the best outcome. Old me was I was redlining until the day I die, <laughs> um, but again, you like you can't do that. That's like that's going to blow up in your face. There's no athlete that has ever gone through the CrossFit Games that have won every single event, and you need to know where you where you stand on that day in order for the best outcome. And whatever happens at the end of the weekend, if you can look back and say. I did everything that I was capable of, then you can walk away satisfied. Um, I, I, I think when you walk away from a weekend and it's like, man, like I didn't execute everything the way that I needed to, I pushed the pace in an event or I, I held back in an event. That's, I think that's more frustrating because you didn't study yourself as an athlete to be the best athlete. And there's events that, let's just say I'm really good at, let's just say handstand pushups and um, let's just say pull-ups and an event comes up with those two movements and I go out and I absolutely redline it and I blow up and that's like, I, I end up taking 30th out of 40 athletes. Well, I look back on the weekend, I'm like, man, like my fitness was there, but I just, I had it, it was just an execution error and you don't really get to see if that's something you really needed to work on. And I think that's, it's, it's what athlete can go out there and execute everything to the best of their ability. And when you walk away, it's like, okay, that's what I need to work on. I need to, I need to work on handstands or I need to work on this, um, not execution. I think when you walk away and it's like, man, like I just need to get better at executing. I think that's where you walk away just frustrated because, it's not that you're like, you, you can work as hard as you want in the gym, but it's, it's, it's just between the, the years. You know, it's funny for me to hear you uh, talk about how you used to just, everything was redlined. Cause I used to joke with people, they'd go, what's it like to train with Saxon Spencer? I'm like, well, I last Saxon, how do I break this up? And he'll be like, Oh, do six reps and then take a 10 second break and then do six more reps and take a three second break. And I'll go to, to Spencer and he'll go, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just go unbroken. Just, just do it unbroken. Go as hard as you can until you puke. Yeah. You know? and it's, it's funny. Cause there's, uh, I, I've learned, I, I, I've, um, I've become a very mature athlete <laughs> over the years, but I will say like there, there's a time and place that for, for me as an athlete, that approach, it, it paid off and I, and I have won events. Yeah. Um, uh, I won't forget one at Wadapalooza. I absolutely just sold out. It was a two part workout. And I, I remember that one. It was me that. and Travis Williams. Yeah. It was like, yeah. uh, it was snatches and chest of bars. And I just absolutely sold out and I, I won the event and then I hit part two and it was just like, I took almost last in it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you, you need to look at, uh, the risk reward where if, if it was just that workout alone and it's like, okay, like, yeah, like let's push the pace a little bit and I can always get faster in the workout. And I think that's what I've learned the last year especially is okay like you know like you you know a, a safe pace and if you feel good you can always get faster but if you come out too fast it's the end of no return <laughs> yeah no doubt i i want to talk a little bit about pacing and i'm going to work this into a mid-show sponsor one of your sponsors you can uh i was talking to them and uh i was, I was actually interested not just to do a little commercial here but interested in how you're using it like you know obviously you had this week-long games that's you know kind of brutal from an endurance standpoint what kind of how much did you can play into that for you i used a lot of it over the summer um for, for me i use uh i i love the squeezes it's just uh it's just that slow releasing carb over the the course of a, a training session and um for me it it allows me to be able to not just maintain my pace, but my focus. I, I feel like a lot of the times I'll walk into the gym, I'm like foggy and just like, oh, like I don't want to do this. And then you just like, you, you like take me it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I use those, I love those little squeezies. Uh, I use the bars more than anything else. Like, I mean, you know, like I, I like doing 
you know, kind of 35 to 45 minute, like kind of endurance things. Cause it, you know, this is going to sound dumb, but you don't have to work as hard, you know, like sprinting hard. <laughs> it is. Sprinting's hard, dude. It is. Yeah. It's really hard. And I like, I like more endurance stuff. And those bars are perfect for that. They also get me through lunch, which yeah, I really, I really it's like. It's definitely like, uh, yeah, for, for me, it's like, I have a really hard time eating through the day while I'm training. So for me, it's like, okay, like how can I like maintain like my hunger levels? And then like once night comes and I just like bank up as much food as I can. But for me, it's so hard to be able to work out on like a full stomach. Right. Well, it's, it's good to know it's helping you too. It's not making me very elite. But uh, <laughs> it, it is getting me through the long workouts, and I love this stuff, and I appreciate you guys turning me on to them for whatever that's worth. Uh, for anyone that wants to try it, you can go to youcan.co, use our code uh, KBELL20, if I can remember it, and you get 20% off on all their stuff. The squeezies are great. You heard it from Spencer. I use those too. And they have a new pineapple flavor. Have you tried it? I have. The pineapple is really good. Yeah, yeah. It is good. It's like they, a they sent me a few of those. <laughs> How do you know what a pina colada tastes like? You don't even I don't drink. know. Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of drink he would have. There's no, no doubt in my mind. No doubt. Well, now that you've come away from all this, uh, Spence, like, do you have, you know, kind of one or two bucket list items? You're like, all right, week's done. I'm recovered. I must fix this. Like, what's the primary thing you want? You're walking away from going, I got to do this execution is the first one. And again, that's such a, it's such a difficult thing um, to, uh, how do I even want to say it? It's, it's a difficult thing to like wrap my head around still. It's when I look at it, it's okay. I need to learn myself as an athlete in order to be able to execute. And I think, I think that's probably a better, better way to say it is yeah. learn, learn my potential and just there's, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to yeah. attack workout. You know, it's funny. We had, um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Rob Kearney. Do you know Rob from Hard Work Pays Off? He, he runs their strong program now and he's a strong man. So. Uh, but Matt hired him and he's part of their team. And he was talking about execution on the podcast and, and was talking about how uh, they drill Mal on the little things. And it was really like eye opening to me because I never think of this. I think of you guys as elite athletes is, you know, you just kind of do everything perfectly, you know, at least com comparatively to me, it's all perfect, you know, yeah. but he's like, you know, apparently Mal had had, you know, a competition where she had stumbled, you know, done an overhead press, dropped the bar and then stumbled going over the bar. And he's like, you know, John, they came back and they drilled for like 30 minutes to an hour, dropping the bar and getting over it quickly. Yeah. Not lifting weight, not doing a Metcon, getting over the bar quickly. Mm -hmm. Like execution errors you know yeah. and, and i never think you know i'd never it never even occurs to those of us that are just average athletes that something someone would have to work on we just trip over the bar and think all right well it just happened you know who cares yeah. you know there's there's so much for uh especially the games athletes of where can i make up little seconds and you would be so surprised like I'll tell anybody who's watching this, just go back and record one of your workouts and have a stopwatch and just time how long the workout takes or how long you're actually spending moving uh, through the movements and how much time you're spending resting or talking or spinning your grips around. Like there's, there's so many like different little things, but you'd be so surprised. Like when you go back and compare those times where sometimes you're, you're spending more time doing stuff like that than you are even working out. And it, on uh on a games level it even gets deeper than that which is really yeah, you'll, cool you'll laugh at this but i was uh i was in if they feel i'm going to crooked river crossfit now and i'm at the affiliate and i'm working out in the group and i forget the, the workout was running wall balls and toes to bar and i'm behind this guy the whole time the entire it was five rounds or something like that and we get to the final round and get to the wall balls and i'm watching them and he's about 10 reps ahead of me. And when we transitioned to the toes to bar, I didn't chalk. I just grabbed the bar and went and held on to the end and passed him by like three reps and beat him. And when it was over, he's like, how'd you do that? And I'm like, because Spencer and Saxon drilled it in my head that you always have more in you than you think. And you don't break before you do your first rep. You get yeah. on the bar and see how long you can go. You'd be like, so surprised how much you can recover. Like, especially on wall balls, lightweights, um, body weight stuff, like a, a lot of stuff that you can still breathe through. 
you can, if, if, if you just grab it, you'd be so surprised that your body starts to, to be able to adapt, uh, recover and through movements. And I think that's really what separates a lot of athletes is how can I recover through a movement? And it sounds crazy, but you become so accustomed to it. And it's like, okay, like if I could just breathe through this, like I'll be fine. And I compare that to swimming. And I think swimming's a, a lot easier for, for people to understand it is as I go, it's like, breathe, head down, breathe. And I just settle into like that nice cadence, but it's the same. Like if, if I can compare swimming to every movement I do in CrossFit and I just figure out that cadence, you're, you're now able to, to continue moving and, uh, and, and recover. So you clearly seem to be still very passionate about coaching and teaching. Do you have any intention to do that again in the future? Or are you going to just stick to competing for a while? Right now I'm, I'm focused on competing in the off season. I, I want to get out as much as I can, uh, working with, with people is just something I'm passionate about. And when I'm done competing, that's something I really want to dive back into. Um, just because I think it's, I think it's so cool. And I think these, I, I love the little details and like, for, for me, I'm just building up so much knowledge right now for when I'm done competing. I like, I just can't wait to share so much. <laughs> are you, are you taking anyone on as a one-on-one student now or do you, or not just, you're going to right, right now yourself? I haven't been, uh, I just been focused on training, but who knows? I, it's something I wouldn't be opposed to. Hey, I'm not fishing to be your. I'm not going to be your athlete again. Not not going to happen. You guys are, <laughs> no, no, you guys are you guys are too hard. I'm sticking to old man training at this point. I, I should go train with Scott. It would be perfect. Be perfect. I've, I've, I've actually master, been going out. I've been training with him once a week. Yeah, he's not, uh, once, a, once a day. He's uh, he's staying pretty fit. It's impressive, actually. He's, That's for sure. He's learned a lot about training, and he's. I feel like he's figured out uh, a way to be able to balance it, but he's built up so much fitness over the years. That, like it's for him, it's just about staying healthy and maintaining it. And like we talked about earlier, his, his experience will carry him so far with just that alone. Like I remember he just came when we did Wadapalooza, like he just decided he was barely training and just came down there and did very well. And a lot of it was just experience and there's, there's definitely something to that with being a successful athlete. What's the next competition for you? Are you going to go to Wadapalooza? I'm doing Wadapalooza for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do anything before that. We'll see, but definitely Wadapalooza is on the, on the schedule this year. Rogue seemed really close to the games this year. I was wondering how many people would actually even want to qualify. Like, you know, I know that the games yeah. just kind of wrecks your body after you're done yeah i wanted to do rogue but my body wasn't ready for a qualifier yeah. i'm like uh-uh like <laughs> i'm not ready how long does it how long does it take you to recover from something like that uh, there has been so many times i walked in the gym i worked on like i'm not ready and for me i took about a month maybe um, maybe five weeks off of literally doing nothing um I would, like I said, I would try and like in between that period, I'd go in and try and do something I'm like, like, I'm just not ready. Like I just need to just get healthy, just my body, my mind. And, uh, I just, like, I need to feel good. Um, but I think that's, I think that's so important for, for athletes. That's something that I really never did was take an off season. Like I said, I don't, <laughs> I didn't realize how demanding the games are. Like, I'm like, ah, like it's, it's, it can't be that bad, but like, more mentally than anything, it's just like it, it, it definitely takes a toll on you. And it's um, being able to recharge so that you can get back into training and have those goals to, to be successful in the next year. Well, I think it's a delicate balance, really. I mean, when you think of, um, you know, Rogue has good payouts. Uh, Wadapalooza is going to have great payouts. And, you know, there's obviously uh, the Dubai competition. You know, I guess that's that's the real question is, you know, but I know the games is like the Super Bowl for you guys. That's where you want to be. Yeah. You know, do you, you know, as someone that's, you know, starting to have some really, uh, you know, had a really successful year last year and you're wanting to build on that. Like, 
is it is it all in your mind right now is it games 2023 or do you starting to creep in thinking all right i can i can pick up some coin if i go to some of these competitions yeah, I, I think for, for me, obviously, my goal is to, to win the CrossFit Games. And whatever happens in between is is great. But I think using these other competitions as learning pieces, and it, it's like, okay, like, where's my fitness at in October? Where's my fitness at in December? Where's it at in January? And I think uh, that's the way I look at some of these events. Uh, the, the payouts are definitely great. Um, but if your body's not ready to go and do these, it's, it's, it's kind of risk reward. Cause it's like, if I go and do that and let's just say my shoulder, my knees banged up and then I just never give my body a chance to recover. And then all of a sudden you're going into the next year and, and you're injured. And for a lot of these athletes, they, they make a living through sponsorships and a lot of the sponsorships ride off of the CrossFit games and, um, being able to be the best athlete you can at the CrossFit games, because at the end of the day, that's what you're training for. That's your career and everything else kind of in between is, is kind of a bonus. How have you, um, how have you adjusted to the higher profile of being a games athlete now? Like I I think in years past, it's always been, Oh, there's the Pancheck brothers. And now like, you know, I'm watching the games this year and they're like, there's Spencer Panchet. Like they're shouting your name, you know, and, and I just wish everybody would get our names right. <laughs> well, I mean, I you look a little alike. You got to get cut them some slack. That's what I was laughing. I'm like, people are calling Saxon me, uh, me Saxon, me Scott, Scott Spencer. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, but I'm like, man, we all need to like create our own hairstyle. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, it's for me, that's having the platform to compete at the CrossFit games was always a goal of mine. And, um, it wasn't just about competing, but it was being able to use that platform to inspire as many people as I can. And, um, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's easy to get so caught up in just competing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's CrossFit's built around community and, um, I look back and I just remember certain moments where top games athletes gave me the time of day and I was just a fan, but I just remember, I was like, man, like that was so cool. Like, and it, it just brought me in and, and, and wanted me to love the sport. And if I can shed that on some, some other like young kids, like that's like, I would love to do that because I can honestly say like, with some athletes, like it's, it changed my life and, and made me want to, um, follow this career is, 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 a is a passion of mine. And if I can do that to somebody else, I think that would be really cool. How hard, um, how hard was it dealing with the talking heads, particularly like you had that first event where, you know, the bike issue <laughs> and, uh, you know, like this was a weird year I felt in CrossFit where you had like everybody and his brother is judging everything going on and, and everything. Oh, and, then they, <laughs> and then they're really raising hell about that. The, the oh. bike was bad, but <laughs> I'm I like, <laughs> so it was a lot of people are like, man, like how do you miscount five laps? But there's so much more that go into that, that goes into, uh, into that workout. And athletes were working together with each other, but it'd be silly for the athletes not to. And uh, if people don't know what drafting is, you're, you're communicating with the athletes around you and you're able to block the wind and um, kind of ride off of each other's, you, you block the wind and it's just less resistant. So it's a little bit easier for you to bike. So um, you're communicating with athletes and you're switching positions um, on that five mile bike. And it's, it's definitely hard to keep track of the laps. Um, but I remember going into the final lap and, uh, the guy that I trained with Lazar, um, we came out on the bikes together and there was nobody around us except Yona Koski was, he was, he was the only one that came out before us, but it was Yona, uh, Lazar. And then me, we were the top three and, uh, Lazar and I, we were just drafting off each other the whole time and we're going and I come around, I'm like, it's this lap five. And there wasn't anybody there. And I'm like looking around, I'm like five. And I'm like, Lazar, this is five. Right. And he's like, yeah, this is five. And like, I was like, are you sure this is five? And like, we both were convinced it was five <laughs> and we come around and we didn't see Yona Koski and I, we assumed he went in the gate and the guy with the flag waved us, waved us in. And like, we ended up going in and 
I ran across the finish line. I'm like, where's Giona? <laughs> and he wasn't there. So um, I think that was just, uh, it is like, again, it kind of is what it is. Um, well, I guess the question is like, how hard is it as an athlete to deal with the people that you get all the messages like, that I got? And yeah. like, I had to like, just put my phone away. Like people's managers were reaching out to me. I'm like, what do you want me? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, cause it's like, okay. Like if I did miss a lap, am I going to go do another lap? Because they're not going to take time. If I go and do another lap, they're not going to take time off me. And that's going to take me three minutes. Like how many more places would I drop in? I mean, I was, I was 95% sure that I hit, (laughs) I hit five laps. And so was Lazard. I'm like, all right, like, this is like, this is five, but, um, yeah, again, that's just like, it's, it's, it's part of competing. And, um, that's, what's kind of cool about our sport though, is the tests are constantly changing. So it's, it's, it's very difficult, um, for the organizers to, to plan all these, all these things. Cause I mean, if I was looking at the event, I would be like, okay, like how, like it's five laps, like how can you miscount that? And then it's like, okay, like everybody's coming out together. Like people are drafting off each other, which, I didn't even think drafting would be a thing because we weren't, I mean, we, we were up and down hills. We weren't going that fast, but I got out there. I'm like, man, this is, <laughs> this is easy. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, drafting's really a thing. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I, I can, I can verify how easy it is to, to not count to five in a workout uh, for whatever that's worth. I, I just thought it was an interesting year for athletes all around, like between yeah. the semis and the open and, you know, it feels like every video that gets posted, you know, you've got someone critiquing someone else. Yeah. Um, it, you know, just, I was curious how that feels for you guys as athletes. Is it, does it frustrate you? Does it bother you at all? Like, do you even think about it? Yeah. I, for, for, for me, and this was like, this was uh, again, part of the experience, um, is just letting stuff go. Like I had such a hard time having, uh, even like people that were close to me that I thought were like good athletes, like criticizing me of like, man, like you got away with murder. Like you shouldn't have done this. And like, <laughs> it was just, it almost showed like, uh, I don't want to say the immaturity level of, of, of some of the stuff that was going on, but it's just like, Hey, like, like I, I, I wish, I wish people would ask me like what happened. Um, rather than people just like, Oh man, like he intentionally skipped a lap. Like for me, I think the hardest thing was, is I look at my integrity and like, that's something that I hold to such a high standard and to have that question like that, like that hurt me the most. And I think that was, that was the hardest thing for me to let go over the course of the weekend was like, man, like people are questioning my integrity and, um, like, I, I would never want that. And if that required me taking a 40th place, then, then it is what it is. Um, but I think the frustrating thing was like, I knew how hard I worked for, for that placing. And, um, it's just, again, until you're out there doing the event, it's hard to, it's hard to wrap your head around it. <laughs> Cause like, again, it's just like when you're watching on TV, you're like, man, like, how do you miss that? <laughs> well, it's easy to say that on TV, but you know, if, if anyone's had any experience in track and field, like, you know, Mira used to run track and field for years and they always had somebody out there counting laps. Cause we have to do more than three laps. It's pretty damn hard to remember where you're at. Yeah. You know, it just is particularly when it's a, you know, it's a circle and you've yeah. got people passing and you're not sure how many times they've passed you or if yeah. they even have it all, you know? And yeah, well, I think that was what was hard for us. Cause we, we started lapping people and if we only did, I mean, I still feel like I did five, but <laughs> 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 I'll take that one to the grave. Um, yeah. But like we were passing people, but I mean, we were, that, that would mean we were only on lap three and I'm like, all right, like we're passing, like we're, like, we're passing people. Like, there's like, there's no way it took people that long to do like that many pull-ups. Um, so I'm like, like, again, like there's like so many thoughts that start going through your mind and you're like, man, like what, what the heck's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's just such it was such an interesting year this year that way. And, and, you know, I thought, um, one thing I love about CrossFit, it reminds me of golf a little bit or a lot actually, because it's a sport that anybody can do just yeah. like golf. And we all play by the same rules, or we should. And there's a lot of integrity involved in it. You know, the the games differs because then you do actually have judges out there, no repping you. Yeah. And I thought that was the one 
you know, I, I did I didn't have very many critiques on the judging and the way the games are structured, but that was the one I had where I thought, man, they should have had somebody out there count laps for you guys. Cause yeah. while you, you know, you should you're still responsible for your own actions and reps and everything else, you yeah. know, some of this can be avoided. Yeah. You know, and, and it keeps them from having to make the tough decision of do we talk dock you time? Or yeah. do we dock you spaces? Yeah, and <laughs> you know? that's like that's like I, I think CrossFit. Um, I look at it like it just reminds me of when Frazier's sandbag fell out of his bag. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, man, like <laughs> it was ten pounds. Like nobody was like nobody was gonna pass him. Like he was 200 yards from the finish line, and he dropped yeah. like he dropped like 15 places. Um, but again, I look at like like the bike event, and it's like like what do you like? like I think the next person behind us was probably 150, 200 yards. So like it would have been very difficult for somebody to, to be able to catch us from behind. Um, so it's like, how do you, like, how do, how do you figure out like what's too aggressive of a penalty and um, what's too soft of a penalty. And um, again, I think some people were frustrated with the, with the penalty that they gave us. Um, obviously for me, I was in the position and I'm like, man, like I know how hard I worked and I know that, it was very unlikely that somebody was going to pass me. So in my eyes, I think it was a fair penalty. Um, but as another athlete, it's like, if, if I didn't have anybody to draft on and I was biking five miles on my own, I'd be like, he missed the whole lap. <laughs> well, look, I, I was impressed at how quickly you put that event behind you and you seem to you know, you're, you didn't seem to be all nerves for the rest of the week. I don't know how you felt, but you were hiding it good. If you were nerves, I, I, couldn't oh, I was tell. definitely like, I was, I was stressed about it. And Scott's like, dude, you just need to like, put this behind you. Like it is what it is. Cause I mean, we were going out for the next event and like, I mean, obviously like I was sitting in, I was sitting in first place because uh, I was the first one across the finish right. line. I'm like, man, like there's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like getting an asterisk next to your name on the whiteboard at, in, in right. the gym. And it's like, Hey, like he cheated. Like what the, what the heck's that there for? <laughs> um, so like, that was like, I mean, like I said, I think it was just like the integrity part that was like, that frustrated me the most. Um, but again, like it's part of the sport and, um, that's what's cool about it is we're never doing the same thing. So it's, yes, it's hard to plan for some of these things. Um, but that's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we well, we have a few more minutes here. How, how's everything else going for you? Personal life. Good. Personal life's good. Just, uh, getting healthy and excited to just kind of jump into the year. Yeah. You, uh, how are you feeling about our game tomorrow night? Steelers oh. and Browns, baby. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, after the, <laughs> after the first two weeks, I think both are. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I, I norm for everyone listening. Uh, the Panjacks are all big Steelers fans, and here in Cleveland, I can barely. Well, get we're the word from out. we're from Pittsburgh, so like yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to be. Uh, you know, look, you guys like to win championships, and they win them in Pittsburgh. They don't actually win them here in Cleveland. <laughs> you know, unless there's basketball involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that game. I uh first two weeks were a roller coaster for the Browns. I mean, they're, you know, basically one play away from being two and oh, and they're actually kind of two plays away from being oh and two. So yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's and I don't think you guys have had a much better start to the season either. Like yeah, we, got lucky the, we got pretty lucky the first week and then last week they just their def- their defense. I think I think tomorrow, I think if the Steelers can stop the Browns run game they'll be good. If they can't, then I think it'll be hard. I think that's I saw, what I saw you went to the Pitt Tennessee game. That looked oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime Dude, I, you get a chance uh, to go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I was, I was rooting for Pitt. I mean, I'm an SEC boy and I hate the volunteer. So I had, I was uh, rooting hard for Pitt in that game. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit it. Watt. <laughs> I do too. Cannot root for the, the <laughs> big orange to say the least. Are you, do you feel like you're making enough time like to get out of the gym, spending some, you know, time outside of lifting weights and. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I, I think I've, I, these last two months, it was nice to be able to really find a balance. Um, I think obviously as you get close to the games, it's like you eat, sleep, breathe, train, and it's, it's being yeah. surrounded by a group of people that understand that and, and are supportive of that. And, 
um, now that that's done, it's like, okay, like sinking time back into those people that, that really helped me. Yeah. I'd like to point out Scott's got a second baby on the way. Saxon's got two. You're on deck, bro. <laughs> Mama Panchak's going to be looking at her watch for you any day now. So she is. <laughs> and for whatever reason, Panchaks make the most beautiful babies on the planet. Every everyone so far has been more gorgeous than the next. It's unreal. Like I don't know how you guys do it, but man, everyone. It's pretty cool, actually. I'm kind of living vicariously through Saxon's twins. Like every time they post a video or or whatever, I'm like remembering when my girls were little like that and how much fun it was. So yeah, I, I'm always getting a, a video of the girls every day. It's so they're so cute. <laughs> Yeah, they are cute. I, I would tell you, enjoy this time of your life while you can. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, dude, it's been great catching up. We absolutely yeah, we need to do this more often. And I mean, off the podcast, like I feel like I don't see any of you guys and we just don't talk enough. So it's great. Yeah. Great. You need catching to come up out and train you. or you need to come out here and train. <laughs> I'll come down there. I, you know, I'm training for Wadapalooza for the gauntlet. And, oh, heck yeah. Uh, uh, dude, it's killing me. I've talked about it on the show enough. So people listening are like, oh, is he talking about this again? But between you and me, like, I'm going to die before this is over. Like, it's just a ridiculous <laughs> amount of volume. And and I'm sure you and Saxon would have great glee to see me having to do all the things I cherry-picked when you guys were coaching me. Because I, <laughs> I know they're coming up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know what you're – I know what my weaknesses are. And so I've gone to my coaches. I'm like, all right, here are my weaknesses. I must do this yeah. for the next four months. That I have to get good at this stuff. Yeah, And so it's like every day at ski erg and rope climbs and sandbags and all the things I hate, you know, but <laughs> you got to do it. Better. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hang out in Florida. How about that? Heck yeah. I love it. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, dude. Well, great catching up for everyone listening. Appreciate you guys joining uh, tomorrow night. We have um, Emily Roth is coming on. So we're going to kind of back-to-back UCAN athletes. So uh, make sure you check that out. We're also going to have our surgeon on with us and, talk about what happened to her arm at the game. So it should be fun. So everybody join and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night.